You're listening to Hive Hoops, a Charlotte Hornets podcast. Here's your host, Joshua Balta. Hive Hoops, I'm your host, Joshua Balta. Have a guest on today, Rel Myers from the Pels and Whistles podcast off of the Believe Podcast Network. And also with the lead over at Pelicans lead. What up? <laughs> and uh, so, Rel, I'm excited to have you on. How's everything going today? Pretty good. Pretty good. I've been talking sports all morning, so I'm I'm, I'm ready to keep it rolling, you know? <laughs> well, that's what we're going to do here. And so being part of the lead, I had to get you on, especially yes. on the back of Shams breaking news that the New Orleans Pelicans are aggressively pursuing a top two or three pick in the NBA draft in order to target one Scoot Henderson. So, Rel, I want to get your thoughts just real quickly. Like, when the news broke, like, what what went through your mind? Uh, you I was excited? pretty surprised. Oh, just surprised? Okay. I wouldn't say I was excited. I, I was definitely surprised. I was like, what? I kind of had to listen to it again. Like, did he say the Pelicans when he said that? So, I mean, he said Western Conference contender, and I was like, we well, can't be talking about us. <laughs> <laughs> well, he said, he said, so I, I didn't even listen to the video. And uh-huh. so I just saw the quote, like, on uh-huh. the tweet to start with because I was actually – I got the notification and uh-huh. my phone was synced up to – you know, my car, I was driving. So like, I oh, wasn't yeah. going to watch the video or anything, but yeah. like Siri, like, like read it off. And so like, I'm driving and whatnot. And I, he actually stated playoff contender. And so yeah. I was like, bro, there were 13 teams in the West last year within like four games yes. of each other. It was close. And so, like, that could literally be anybody. But then I mm-hmm. I finally got to a spot where I could stop, and I watched it, and I heard the Pelicans. I was like, all right, I got to get real on. here. We, we, we got to discuss this. You knew we just picked you up. You're blowing up. Yeah. All right, Pelicans' lead is blowing up. <laughs> it is tenfold from what it was prior to yeah. you coming on. You're doing great <laughs> stuff over there. But you were surprised. Yes. What were – so when you hear Scoot, Mm-hmm. We've seen Scoot now for like two years. He's been in the news. He's been that that I guess option two right behind Wimby. Yes. What are your thoughts on Scoot? Um, I honestly don't know a ton about him. I think the most like relevant uh, highlight I've seen of him is him dunking on the Birmingham Squadron, which is the Pelicans G League affiliate. <laughs> and I'm like, man, why did it have to be us? I was but, there. Um... <laughs> I was in the building that night. <laughs> That's insane. That was a, that was a pretty sick play, but um, yeah, I, I know that he has for sure been you know a, a number two like shoe in for the draft for like quite some time now, and that's really all I know about him. I don't watch a lot of like G League. I don't watch a lot of uh, college ball. So like every time coming into the draft, I'm just like I don't really know who any of these guys are aside from like you know the Victors and the Zion's and you know Bancaro guys like that. Um, so I was just like really wow, but. You know, once you start to break it down, like Scoot's what, 6'3", something like that? Um, 6'2". CJ McCollum, 6'3". Jose Alvarado, probably like 5'10". No, he's not that short, but he's still short. (laughs) Pelicans have a small guard problem. So I was like, I don't know why they'd want to add another one into that. But also, I was shocked when I heard this news because I don't see any way on the planet 
that they would be able to get that done and keep Zion or Brandon Ingram. There's just no way that they could do it. So I was I was shocked. I was shook, as the kids say. <laughs> you are correct, as <laughs> at, at least from a Charlotte Hornets standpoint. All right, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there are you know Portland fans out there that would probably agree with me. There is no way that the number two overall selection is moving hands with the New Orleans Pelicans without one Zion or two Brandon Ingram. Yeah. Coming and back. People, fans trade. are like, well, well, I don't understand why you guys are okay with this. Why are you okay with sending one of them out? That's just, that's the way things work. They're not going to take back nothing for number two. They're not going to take back a bunch of random draft picks. Even if it was like five first, you're going to have to attach a person and it can't just be some random. It's got to be one of your top people. Otherwise, People are just it's the trade machine. It has it's been a, like a terrible thing. People forget that even if the money matches, there are humans that have to agree to this stuff. And just because the Pelicans want to do it doesn't mean the Hornets are going to want to do it or vice versa. Um, it takes two to tango. People forget that because they just play in their little plug-in machine <laughs> and it works there. <laughs> because we just get to hide on the internet. Yep. That's all we got to do. We don't have to deal with the human aspect of it. We don't have to deal with the repercussions. Our job's not on the line. <laughs> Franchises, you know, altering history is not on the line. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, we just get to sit back here and play games all day, right? Exactly. They don't get it, man. Yeah, the Charlotte Hornets are not interested for any Pelicans fans <laughs> that will listen to this. <laughs> The Charlotte Hornets are in zero way interested in four or five future first round <laughs> picks that are going to be somewhere in the middling of the road because mm-hmm. the Pelicans are pretty good. I don't know if people remember or not, but the Pelicans were the number one seed in the West last season for like yeah. a quarter of the year. Yeah, they were on top of Denver. They beat Denver a couple of times. One Jose Alvarado, the short man. Got his career high, 38 points against Denver. They they and we weren't even healthy both times we played them, I don't think. So um we were giving them trouble. That that contributed to me not really believing in Denver for most of the season. I didn't really think they had it in them. Um I'm glad they won it, but I, I they didn't put any fear in me against a healthy Pelicans team at all. Jose Alvarado, former G Leaguer. Scoot mm-hmm. Henderson, f- mm-hmm. former G Leaguer. Could those two? party and tango down in down in uh you know nola down in the boot maybe but i hope not, not because i don't want to trade it i want scoot <laughs> one I thing people gotta to realize especially people you know in the pelicans fan base the pelicans don't they just really don't leak stuff like that especially 10 days ahead of the draft like a good example and i i always think of is the 2019 draft they made a trade um, before everything kicked off that night, I was already, you know, showing up to the draft party and stuff. And they made a trade, uh, I think back from four to eight to pick Jackson Hayes. And that's when we got off of Solomon Hills contract and all that stuff. But that happened like two hours before the draft started. The Pelicans aren't really, they move in silence. Like if they're going to do something, it's going to be on draft day. And we're not really going to see it coming unless you're super, super, super in the know, which I'm not. But I feel like, this could have been leaked by Charlotte to be like, hey, we're we could we're interested in maybe, you know, seeing what y'all have to offer. But I don't think the Pelicans were just like, hey, somebody tell Shams uh, <laughs> this is what we want to do, you know? Yeah, the Hornets really don't roll like that either. Mitch Kupchak is so old school. Michael Jordan <laughs> is so old school. Yeah. You know, Buzz Peterson is another guy in the front office here in Charlotte. 
Like they're just so old school. Steve Clifford, mm-hmm. old school. Everything about the organization is old school. <laughs> and that's what wow. like pisses so many fans off is because yeah. like there's because a lot of people want new thought. They want mm-hmm. new, you know, modern they want new day toys. Indian. They want yeah. new toys. Yeah, new shiny stuff. And that's part of the reason why some Pelicans fans are like, cool, send one of these guys, get them out of here, you know? Um, and one thing I talked about on Pels and Whistles on our latest episode was how we know that Zion and, and Brandon Ingram can work together. Um, we know that the two of them can work well with CJ McCollum, even though we've only seen it 10 times. They did well enough in those 10 times. Um, but seeing Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum together, they're just like barely staying afloat. Seeing Zion and CJ McCollum, they were number one in the West. Brandon Ingram was hurt for a month before Zion got hurt. And they were still number one, <laughs> you know, it's when Zion got hurt that everything was all downhill and they had to dig themselves out of a hole. So it's like if, you know, push came to shove and we had to do something, I'd be willing to get rid of Brandon Ingram before getting rid of Zion. But ultimately, I'd rather just wait, see if they can be healthy the first half of this season. And if not, I don't want to say blow it up, but you have to split them up because you can't build a future on hope. And what are we supposed to do with both of our stars playing half a season every year, or every other year? It's not sustainable. See, I am the opposite of you. If <laughs> if the Hornets, I no, I agree with everything you just said. Mm-hmm. But if I'm the Charlotte Hornets, I don't want Brandon Ingram to where you're willing to trade Brandon Ingram, yeah. and I get it. Yeah. If I'm the Charlotte Hornets, it's Zion. That's your mm-hmm. first piece that has to fall. He has to be included in the deal, or I'm hanging up. Yeah. Hang There's no way <laughs> because so Zion. And we talked about this a little bit pre, you know, pre-show, pre-recording. Mm-hmm. Zion is the single most difficult player for me to gauge across the entire NBA on what his trade value is. Yeah. I have no idea where he falls because when he is healthy, top 10 dude in the league. Top mm-hmm. 10. Because how do you stop but, him? <laughs> you you can't uh, injury. Yeah, that's it. How do you stop him? Nothing. That's and how. I always said the only thing that could get in this team's way was injuries. And sure enough, the injuries came knocking uh, on like Black Friday. <laughs> but And it was a dark day, you know. But um, yeah, I, I can totally get how you guys would feel that way. And I would feel the way I do. It makes the most sense. And uh, someone said something interesting, actually, that if there's anyone in the league who would move absolute mountains to get Zion on their team, it would be a guy like Michael Jordan. <laughs> he's a, he's a, he's a, a Jordan brand athlete, you know, um, he's a Carolina guy. I mean, so is, um, so is Brandon Ingram. They're both from the Carolinas. Um, so, you know, that's home, but with what we've seen recently with Zion, would going to, to North Carolina be, um, a good idea or would it be more of a distraction for him, you know, being back home or being back close to home? There's so many different factors to take in. I don't think it could be worse than his current situation. (laughs) 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 What a mess. I just hate it so much. I bet. I bet. So (laughs) Zion, if, if the Hornets are going to swing, they have to swing big. If you're going to get rid of the number two overall pick and it's, potentially in what many believe is a multi-time all-star in Scoot Henderson, mm-hmm. who is supposed to be the best guard prospect since you're talking uh, Kyrie Irving is what the name that many people are bringing up. And in many drafts prior to this one, he would have gone number one. And 
He's got that killer mentality. He approaches the game the right way. He's just a physical specimen. I mean, you see him. He looks like he's out of a lab. He's ripped mm-hmm. up. He's 19 years old. He's still a teenager, and he has a grown man body. Like, yeah. Most of these guys that come out of the draft, the worry is, oh, they're going to have to grow into a grown man body. They're going to have Correct. to continue to build. They're going to have to learn the physicality of the game, mm-hmm. things of that nature. Scoot, he has that day one. He's yeah. already been pre- uh, playing pro basketball. Mm-hmm. All right. Many people believe the G League is the number two best league in the world. I don't subscribe to that. I've said that on prior yeah. episodes. Mm-hmm. I don't personally subscribe to that. I think some of the leagues in, in Europe are better than mm-hmm. the G League. But it's still grown men for searching sure. for contracts, searching for deals, trying to make and wiggle their way back into the NBA or for the first time. Right. And so giving up that on a rookie deal, and having team control for the next seven, eight years, the new mm-hmm. CBA, they're basically incentivizing teams to keep their young players, the players that they draft, moving mm-hmm. forward. And so with all of that taking into uh, you know consideration, it has to start with Zion. I'm going to throw a couple uh, trade ideas at you. Let's do and it. I just want to get your thoughts on them. I want to see where you're at. Okay. You don't... So what you're telling me, the vibes that I'm getting from you so far <laughs> is that you really just kind of want to see where this goes. You really don't want to trade yeah. what you have on, you know, a probable piece in a Scoot Henderson. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I'm getting from you. So I, I, I'm not quite sure you're going to like what I'm about to say, <laughs> but we're going to go there anyways. Let's. let's so I got it. a couple. All right. So Zion has to be a part of it mm-hmm. in return. All right, the Pelicans are receiving the number two overall pick. And then they would have to take on Gordon Hayward in his expiring deal. (laughs) Oh, come on. Everybody loves Gordon Hayward, right, Hornets fans? Everybody (laughs) wants Gordon Hayward on their team. (laughs) Right, Hornets fans? Does everyone hate him? Oh, my God, we hate him. Okay. I need to stop. I need to stop because we do have some people, you know, he has a family. He's a family man. Um, Don't they all have families? They all got families. That's right. They all got families. You know what? Yes. I've been wanting Gordon Hayward off this team since the day that they announced that we signed him. (laughs) I couldn't stand it. I can tell you already Pelicans fans would hate it because um, Willie Green has this thing with vets where even if they're not great, they're going to get a lot of playing time. Like, I cannot tell you how badly I need Garrett Temple off this team. Now, this past season, he he wasn't getting any minutes. But that first season when we got him and, and Tomas Sadoransky, terrible. Oh yeah. Absolutely terrible. Because in Willie Green will just, go ahead, guys. You guys are vets. You know what to do. And, yeah, we're, I, I don't think Pelicans fans will like Gordon Hayward at all. And there's a, there's a lot of positional overlap there as well because you guys have some pretty solid wings in Ingram. If, if Ingram's not in the deal, now you have Ingram. Yeah. You would have Hayward. You would have Herb. Mm-hmm. You would have. Uh, I know. I know Trey Murphy plays the two a lot, but I mean he's also that he's also that two three hybrid. He's um, weird because like he's pushing like six ten, and um, he's mostly playing more of the four. Um, when Zion's out, he's he's yeah. starting for Zion. Yeah, 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 yeah. When Brandon Ingram's out, Najee Marshall is starting for Brandon Ingram. Yeah. Three. So, um, 
or maybe it's two. I don't know because Herb Jones is there too. With I us. know it, wings it, are it, us. <laughs> it is. It is legit. And so, like, there's so many wings right there yeah. in New Orleans. So, like, if you guys got back Gordon Hayward in a deal, that's just like more yeah. positional overlap. More wings. Yeah. Yeah. More wings. More wings. Ooh, Everybody loves wings. That'd be tough. Um, That'd be tough. So, all right, your thumbs down to me already. I don't think you you're gonna like where this yeah. goes because I'm not done with Zion. We need more because there's just too there's just too many injury concerns and to spell some of that overlap. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this at you. I want her back. In addition to Zion, I want the 14th pick. Oof. <laughs> and I still I'm I, I'm You're still not, not quite sure. I'm still not quite sure. Like there's more. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think I need an, another like future first in that deal. Man, okay, so you want Zion, Herb, this year is fourteen, and a future first for Gordon for Hayward and pick two. Hayward. So Gordon Hayward and Scoot Henderson, because that's taking our best offensive player. That's taking our best defensive player. That's the that's the idea. That's what, that's what we want. <laughs> <laughs> we and that would just be on on potential on hopes and dreams you know like we we know we got in herb and herb became a starter his second game of his nba career like we like we're we're high on herb over here massive um, steal and if you're second a second round pick, pick two correct for sure yeah 35th i think um if you are gonna get minutes from willie green it's because you're like a defense guy or you're just like insanely good on offense um, Gordon hayward that sounds like gordon hayward <laughs> willie loves herb man herb's not going anywhere <laughs> yeah Sounds like you love Herb too. Yeah, we yeah we love Herb here. I would love to see him better okay. on the offensive end. Um, towards the end of the year, he was shooting real real good from three. Um, he steps on the line a lot, and when you when you when you're a th- shooting a three and you step on the line, it throws you off mentally. Unless you're like an excellent three point shooter, it's gonna throw you off mentally and you're gonna miss. So, he kind of stresses me out with that. But uh, no, defensively, he's pretty locked in. So, so yeah, that's why that that's why I want him. Um, he's got to be that Zion insurance because Zion never plays. Like if the Hornets are going to take the swing, you take the swing on Zion. Yeah. But then underneath, you have to have like a fallback plan, mm-hmm. or if Zion just continues this trend of just having the most injury prone career of all time, yeah, or a top ten player, mm-hmm. a top ten caliber player, right? And so you have to receive something in return of value. And so I think the Hornets like some more of the picks that are in this draft. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you have to have another, you have to receive another player that you would be super excited to get. And I think that's yeah. where Herb comes in. All right. What if we replace Herb with Trey Murphy and Dyson Daniels? Uh, for me, and this is going to sound crazy, just for personal reasons and basketball reasons too. I have I have my reasons. I could watch anybody get traded off this team except for Trey Murphy. Ooh. Trey Murphy is the future of this franchise. <laughs> Trey Murphy is untouchable in my eyes as a fan, as a podcaster, as a Pelicans lead. And all that's working out my interaction from too, man. Her, Trey Murphy videos, 
That's Ooh. my guy. Listen, I I plan on someday dancing at Trey Murphy's wedding. Good friends with his parents. <laughs> I he's my fake cousin now. They can't trade him. They can't do it. <laughs> I have emotional attachment. They can't can't do it. So so, um, that, so that's a definite no. That's a no, man. I understand all the reasons for, you know, maybe trading Zion, maybe trading Brandon Ingram, but just like a guy like Trey, um, who a lot of teams, you know, slept on. And this, listen, a lot of people don't know this, but I found this out from my play cousins. Trey, <laughs> and Trey worked out for the Warriors three times, and they didn't pick him. They picked Moses Moody. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if they picked Trey? They're the probably going back become... to back this. They might be going back to back this season, and I don't think that that's just like some crazy stretch to say either. Trey Murphy is good. I know that some of you Hornets fans that are listening to this, you may not know about Trey Murphy. You need to know about Trey Murphy. He's really good. That's why I'm trying to get him currently in a trade. If we were to trade the number two overall pick, he's putting in work. He is. He's been in Italy for like the last week and a half or something like that. And he's and his photographer and videographer is posting videos from Italy all week long, um, which I've been posting on on Pelicans lead. Um, and, you know, I don't want to, you know, talk him up and, and, and sell Hornets fans on him too much because you can't have him. <laughs> but don't leave him open. That's all I'm saying. Read the scouting report. Don't leave him open. <laughs> Man, there ain't even no reason for me to continue on these, on these <laughs> ideas because every See, single on every one of them other trade Trey Murphy, every one of them. And I'm that's just... why I say the trade machine is just a no, man. You're never going to get like all the best guys back for like, you know, a pick. And so we can bring in a rookie. But, they're, they're, but the Pelicans are trying to be aggressive. Allegedly. Be aggressive. If they're going to be aggressive, be aggressive. Allegedly. <laughs> I want to know who told Shams that. Shams is the agent guy, right? Like he gets his leaks from the agents and, and Woj yes. gets his from like teams. They're, they're tapped into agents, some, some guys on the teams, yeah. different things. But neither one of them are tapped in in Charlotte. I don't know how the feeling mm. is in, with New Orleans. That's interesting. I would say that the lead guy that's probably tapped in with the Hornets is Jake Fisher. Okay. Jake Fisher with. seems to drop most of the news when it comes to the Hornets, per se. Yeah. Okay. But then, like like I said, the Hornets move. They're so old school. That's how they move. And mm -hmm. so, like, doing this leaking stuff, like trying to do that. Now, I'm not saying that when they pick up the phone call and they're talking to other GMs that they're not playing the game. I'm not mm -hmm. saying that they don't do that. But as far as like, hey, let's leak this to the media. Let's get this. Yeah, that's not really a thing in Charlotte. I didn't know yeah. how, how the feeling is in, in, in NOLA. Yeah, we just we don't get leaks around here. And I want to say before, right before we got CJ, maybe in the you know, leading days up before we traded for him and uh, Larry Nance and Tony Snell, there were people who were like really, really in the know who probably were tipped off to that being an option, but it wasn't anything like Shams or Woj or Brian Windhorst would have been talking about on TV, you know, like it's just not the way that they, what they move over here. They don't want to show their hand and, and our front office never, ever wants to feel like they've potentially lost the deal. Like they're just not going to do a deal at all if that's the case. But I know there was a lot of rumbles around, um, potentially us getting like guys like OG Ananobi or Gary Trent Jr. Um, but any of those trade partners, they were wanting, uh, they were wanting Trey Murphy. And it was like, well, no, I guess we're just not going to do anything then. <laughs> if that's the case, you know, but fans see that and they're like, oh, our front office didn't do anything. And it's like, look, we, you know, try to make a move for Jared Vanderbilt and Mike and uh, Malik Beasley. 
But if they didn't want to make that deal with us and they wanted to help out the Lakers, shout out to Dwayne Wade. <laughs> that's their that's their thing, you know, that's their prerogative. <laughs> Nice, nice little, yeah, nice little slip in right there. I thought it was <laughs> so weird. This is completely off the uh, off topic, but I thought it was so strange watching D Wade like at the Heat games while he is part owner of you know the Jazz. Yeah, I mean, I know he's a legend there. Like, I'm yeah. not trying. Like, I don't know. It just feels it's like still weird. There's still a of level interest, of weirdness right? to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's definitely. It's it's not like normal per se it's it's a little bit weird but i get it i get why he'd be there you know Jersey oh yeah he, i mean he's stuff. a legend like he is yeah. the face of the miami heat like yeah. even though lebron came and they won the championships lebron won the you know finals mvps and yeah all he's of the, the lifer thing. he's the heat culture guy not he's, not lebron you know yeah no so, it's it's d way yeah. but i i did when i was watching i was like man this just kind of feels kind of weird i'm not gonna lie it is but, it is but yeah again it takes two. And if they didn't want to make that trade with us, it doesn't mean that our front office didn't want to do anything or didn't try to do anything. So so these are the vibes I'm getting. From the Hornet standpoint and from mm -hmm. the fan base, from social media, from the interactions that I've had with fans, different things like that, the Hornets would prefer Zion. Mm-hmm but want Zion insurance mm -hmm. to where you get enough back in the deal to where if he doesn't pan out and he continues mm -hmm. to struggle with injuries that the Hornets still receive at least like half value something of that nice. to where that can, you know, translate into something for the future. Because I don't know if you know this or not, but things haven't been well for the Charlotte Hornets in quite some time. <laughs> it's um, got to turn around at some point, you know, you, that's just one, the way time one, works. One would think, one would think, um, but so, so Hornets fans are terrified. They'd be like, there would be a part of me, even if we mm -hmm. traded the number two overall pick and received Zion in return, say we didn't get the Trey Murphy, say we didn't mm -hmm. get, you know, uh, her back, mm -hmm. all of that, but say Zion's the focal piece. Maybe there's Dyson Daniels pick 14 and a future first. Mm -hmm. Would you hold up? Let me ask you that one real quick. And then I'm going to continue. Zion, Dyson Daniels, pick 14, future first for Gordon Hayward, pick two. Where you at there? I'm gonna still say no. Yeah, that's what I that's what I figured. Bad idea to trade Zion. Just forget the rest of the stuff. It's a bad idea to trade Zion just like so soon, per se. <laughs> yep, back to vibing. Okay. But there's there are fans who would agree with that. There's some fans out there. There's there's two that I can think of specifically that are Pelicans Twitter personalities that are extremely on board with the scoot thing. They've actually been talking about it for like two weeks before Shams even said anything. They yeah. were like, we should do this. We should trade Brandon Ingram, <laughs> but not Zion, but Brandon Ingram. Not so yeah. um, they're, they're, they're into, into the scoot thing. Are and there are fans who want to make that trade or some trades. Just me personally. I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'm scared. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what that's what that's where we are. We're scared. Like the fan base seems scared because it would be the first time that the front office has made a move like this. I mean, this would yeah. be massive. This would be the biggest deal in Charlotte Hornets history. Yeah. And so to go and get Zion with all of his upside, but then with all of his downside as well, mm -hmm. it would just there would be so much fear in the fan base, like, oh, we finally got our guy. 
but then he's never going to be the guy because he can never be on the floor. Yeah. It would just terrify the fan base. But then what I'm feeling from, from you mm-hmm. is let's just run it back. Yeah. Let's just run it back. Like we were the number one seed, like from what your comment that you just made about the Hornets, you know, mm-hmm. struggling forever. Like it's got to change at some point. Yeah. It seems that maybe you're of the belief, the same belief when it comes to Zion. Like things yeah. got to turn at some point. Our injury luck has got to change at some point. We've had this injury luck since the beginning of time, man. Like back in the Chris Paul days, you know, um, it, it, it's been a really long time. So, and we always joke about how like the arena is probably built on like ancient burial grounds or some sort of like bad voodoo sort of thing. <laughs> we have injury PTSD, you know, but um, yeah, at some point also Zion as a person has got to feel like, look, my brand is suffering. Like I have to do something, but I think it's so, so, so important for us as, as regular people and not professional athletes, world-class athletes to understand everybody's body is different. And Zion's healthiest season came under Stan Van Gundy in um, the first year, not, not during the bubble, but after that. So it was the second year in the league. They hardly had any like, practices per se because they were playing every other day because the season started what like december or something it was a shortened season Mm -hmm. they're playing every other day some people are able to stay in decent shape while injured while not playing his body's different from the rest of us his body doesn't work like that he has to be playing in order to stay really fit otherwise you're just sedentary and you know you've got these lower body injuries you can't do so much and, you know, Stan Van Gundy learned that from uh, Coach K at Duke. And he told him that. He's like, he's he's got to play to stay in shape. And it just so happened that season was a 72-game season. Zion played 61. And shout out to Brandon Ingram. He also played 60 games that season. And that was a healthy season they had. And the team was still like 30-something. Like, they didn't even get to 500. But now, this Pelicans team is the most talented team they've had in the Zion era. And... You know, Brandon Ingram only played 45 games. Zion only played 29 games. You've got Trey Murphy ascending. You've got Herb feeling more comfortable on the offensive end. You got Dyson Daniels. He can work on his offense, but defensively, he's locking down guys like Luka Doncic, right? So you really should want to see what you can do up until February. And if it doesn't work out, trade with who you got to trade with. But for draft night, trade 14, but trade it for like something else. Get Get like a a young veteran per se and somebody who can help you immediately. Um, so I think that they should want to like chillax a little bit. That's all. <laughs> no. So I hear you. That's what I want the Hornets to do. I know that I threw some <laughs> like fake trades at you. I want to take scoop now. It doesn't, the, nothing wrong with exploring the options, you know, nothing wrong with t- having a conversation at all. Yeah. Now if the Hornets are fixated on taking Brandon Miller at two, that's where I really want to move the pick. That's what you because, <laughs> Yeah, like I, I am much lower on Brandon Miller than Scoot Henderson. Mm-hmm. And I don't, that's just where I'm at. Like yeah. Scoot, uh, I believe that he would go number one. I actually did a read, like a, my pre-draft thinkings and where mm-hmm. I ranked players over the past, you know, four draft periods. Mm-hmm. And Scoot was number two on my board just behind Wimby. I had Wimby yeah. one, Scoot two. I had Cade 
Cunningham, number three. LaMelo Ball, I was really high on LaMelo Ball. I had him four. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, I believe Mobley was five mm. on my on my list. Like if they were all in the same draft over just mm-hmm. the most recent ones, that's mm-hmm. where I would go. That's where I would lean. Yeah. Uh, you know, and th- so I'm really high on Scoot. Brandon Miller, I'm different on. If the Hornets are fixated on him, I want to I want to move it at that point. Mm-hmm. If the Hornets are locked in on taking Miller, I Zion pick fourteen and one other player, I'm probably saying yes to that deal. Maybe you even know, some, maybe, something that just like that I just thought of. Fans, as fans, we have a, a tendency to like overvalue our players. And there's just like this whole faction of Pelicans fans who always come up with these trade scenarios where we would obviously be like absolutely winning these trades because they were always want to send Garrett Temple and Jackson Hayes mm-hmm. and Kyra Lewis Jr. Um, and like some picks. And I'm like, that's terrible. No general manager is ever going to want to do that. Like and Jackson's one of those guys where if you want to take a chance on him, it's strictly on potential. And we've seen what he can, what he's capable of. Uh, but this past season, he just didn't really get that chance. But the previous season when Zion missed the entire year, he was starting at the four, I want to say. So him playing at the four alongside Jonas Valanciunas was like, kind of cool because it worked out. He didn't have the responsibility of being a sitter. And we, and we drafted him thinking he was a center, and it turns out he's just not. But he's also just very inexperienced. The dude made it to the league, and he's been playing basketball since he was, like, 15 or 16, whereas most guys have been playing since they were, like, six. I picked up a basketball when I was, like, six. <laughs> I didn't make it to the league. <laughs> the WNBA is different. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, look, these dudes can't get any burn on our team. Why do you think anyone thinks they're great enough to take a chance on, on somebody like that? So... <sighs> Anyhow, I don't even know where I was going with that rant. <laughs> no, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, when you start piecing these trades together, everybody wants to get rid of their trash and get everyone yeah. else's treasure, yeah. and that's just not how it works. Uh, luckily for in this, you know, c- scenario, situation, mm-hmm. uh, the Hornets have a treasure in pick number two, and yeah. the Pelicans have a treasure in Zion Williamson. And if there could be some kind of common ground and interest mm-hmm. on both sides, I mean, I guess we'll see where it goes. Yeah, I think but, it's the last hurrah. I think this season is like the last, like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna see what happens, but then we really need to like make a splash if things aren't working. I mean, probably have to make a splash anyway because you can't pay everybody. So I mean, we've already extended C.J. McCollum and Larry Nance. Um, at some point, you got to pay Herb Jones and Trey Murphy. But I think that if things are getting more expensive, you're going to want to move on from those vets. Um, so they kind of need to be in a little bit of like a win now mode. Um, but guys, got to get healthy. That's the main, main thing. The main hurdles. They got to get healthy. Rel, I've had so much fun having you on this. Uh, we're going to have to do this again midseason. Maybe when the Hornets, yeah. you know, go down to NOLA. I usually try to go to that game. I usually try to go to yeah. uh, the New Orleans, the game in New Orleans every year. I think a year before last, there there was a ton of Hornets fans. Yeah, I was there. I was there. We were like, what is happening here? <laughs> yeah, we felt like we took over the arena. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of crazy. It was, it was yeah. weird. But I like that kind of stuff. And I, with um with my like fan group that I've organized here, um we've started to do things like that. So like last year we went to... um. We went to Houston and they because the Pelicans played out there on a Friday and a Sunday. And I was like, let's just go to both. 
So we went. It was only like 20 of us. We were loud. Yeah. And I bet it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was, except Jabari Smith Jr. hit a game winner on us. That was kind of... Yeah. That's yeah, I remember that. That sucked so bad. But it was a good <laughs> time. It's good, it's good to go and do things like that with other fans. It's fun. So, Rail, let everybody know where they can find you. Twitter, you know, where you create content, all of your mediums. So I'm mostly on Twitter all day long. So it's at Rel Myers, R-E-L-M-Y-E-R-S. Um, and so on there, I've always, I've got the link to my link tree, actually, which will link you to Pells and Whistles podcast, how to do for Believe Network. Um You'll also notice in my Twitter bio that I'm the co-founder of the Pels 12, which is the fan group that I started where we do a bunch of watch parties um, for the away games. Um, and then we also organize those road trips and things like that. So, I mean, depending on when the when the Pelicans at Hornets game falls, we might be showing up. We might be pulling up to your city. <laughs> Would love so, it. Would um, love yeah, it. That would be a good time. So, yeah, I'm just I've got my hand in a little bit of everything. And I just took over Pelicans lead. Um less than a month ago uh yeah. on draft lottery day draft lottery day is when i when i took over that account so um be on the lookout for me man i'm gonna be at summer league next month um so i'm gonna have a bunch of content from that and uh i also i was just before we got on here i was showing this tiktok video of me uh quizzing a hornets fan on some former players so i do all types of stuff like that on TikTok. not a hornets fan not a hornets <laughs> sorry fan. he's a Lamelo fan he's a mellow ball fan had no um, idea who Marvin Williams was. Had no idea who Devontae Graham was. Thought Devontae Graham was P.J. Washington. Yep. He was like, was he just playing? I'm like, no, no. You missed him by like a month or so. He doesn't play for us anymore. <laughs> so I do stuff like that on uh, on TikTok and stuff. And I'm coming out with different types of quizzes and content and stuff for next season, but starting with Summer League. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that, man. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed this. Thank you. So, so very much. So very much. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of Hive Hoops. Until next time, adios. Thanks for listening to Hive Hoops. Presented by The League. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, be sure to leave a review and let us know what you thought of the episode. Thanks again from Hive Hoops. Hoops.